coming up on today's episode of The Dose, Tanisha Warner. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you from, from where I sit in my personal experience, um, and I know everyone's journey will look different, but in my personal belief, it's a co-creation um, with God and a higher power. And mm-hmm. there's a God that dwells within us. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to almost get in relationship mm-hmm. with that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that inner voice that's guiding you, that's not just you, that's connected to a higher power. Right. And when you can start getting in a dance with that in spirit, absolutely unbelievable. And that's where purpose, that's where, you know, your reason right. for being, why are you on the planet? Why, you know, it, all of that starts to shape up through that. So absolutely. Hey, welcome to The Dose, a show dedicated to deep and engaging conversations highlighting individuals that are in the pursuit of authentic and courageous leadership who approach life with insatiable curiosity, bold action, and common sense in these divisive and uncommon times. It's my hope that you take something away from each and every one of these conversations. Apply it to your own life as we all intentionally attempt to become the best we can possibly be, being drawn towards our purpose and calling, committing to a life of service, and making this place better than we found it, and living true lives of consequence. Today's guest meets all of those criteria, Tanisha Warner. And this is actually an episode on the other project that I produced, the other podcast I produced, Next Level Method. I wanted to share it here because I'm trying to increase the awareness of my project, Next Level Method, with uh, the owner, Matt Lilly. Tanisha Warner is the author of The Big Stretch. She's the founder and CEO of the Agami Group and founder of The Dream Project. The Dream Project has helped attendees push aside obstacles in business and in life to reach their goals, their conference, and the platform has featured speakers including Rent the Runway co-founder Jennifer Fleiss, NBA legend entrepreneur Magic Johnson, Me Too movement founder Toronto Burke, writer, producer, actress Isaiah Ray, Shark Tank investor Damon John, and to date has engaged over 150,000 dreamers nationwide. She came on Next Level Method to talk about her book, The Big Stretch. It's all about moving beyond your comfort zone, executing ideas that others would consider too risky, overcoming doubt, disappointment, boredom. Developing the staying power to keep going, and positioning your biggest dreams for explosive growth. It's a deep dive and inspirational conversation on being more purposeful, impactful, dreaming big. It's about letting go of our external world and putting our inner self into the driver's seat. You're going to love Tanisha's enthusiasm and excitement. I absolutely love this conversation. You won't hear my voice on it. You'll hear um, my business partner, Matt Lilly, and uh, Maria Little. I had to step out on this one. I had to fly that day, so they took over the reins of interviewing, but I love this conversation with Tanisha. I just absolutely love her. She fits here on Dose of Leadership. And of course, go check out nextlevelmethod.com and subscribe and follow that podcast as well. You can hear this and many similar type of conversations on Next Level Method as well. All right, let's get on with this great conversation here with Tanisha Warner here on The Dose. So Tanisha Jackson Warner, welcome to the show today. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, so, you know, as I was saying in uh, uh, the pre-show here, I love everything that you're doing. I've, I I wasn't familiar with your uh, work until just the last couple of days. And as, I've, uh, as I dove into your work and listened to some of your podcasts and, and, you know, read some of the work in the book, I was just like, yes, I kept just saying, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, I just kept saying yes over and over again. So I am truly your, your biggest fan now, and I'm going to join. If you don't have a fan club, I guess I'll start your fan club. But uh, we want to get into 
That that means I'm coming to see you. So yes. You. Well, I, anytime you are welcome in Wichita, Kansas, anytime, and we'll we'll come out to see you as well. You're in New York still. Is that where you reside? And yes. Stuff? Yeah, yes. Because I know you're originally from Atlanta, right? But but didn't you oh, grow from Alabama? Alabama. I'm sorry, not Atlanta. Those Alabama. A's, but from Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Even better. Even better. So. Uh, Today, I, if, if you're okay with it, uh, you know, you've got this wonderful new book out, The Big Stretch, and we want to get into that and all the principles. I know there's four Ds uh, that you cover in that, but really tell us a little bit about, for our listeners who don't know who you are, um, like I didn't, I mean, because this work is amazing. So kind of what brought you to writing this book, The Big Stretch, uh, kind of where did you start and what's been your journey? What's been your path? Yes. So, well, number one, it has in, indeed been a, a long journey. I'll take you through it really, really quick, but okay. I'll start in the beginning. Uh, you heard me say I'm from Dothan, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, I went to college at Alabama A&M University. After college, I landed an opportunity with IBM Global Services in Minneapolis. So country girl goes to the big city. <laughs> right. um, my family was so proud. Um, was climbing this corporate ladder, doing extremely well um, at IBM Global Services. And uh, Matt, I know you and Maria, you all talk a lot about energy. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one problem, you know, along the way as I was moving up in this corporate job, I wasn't fulfilled. And when I think back and when you talk about energy, uh -huh. honestly, uh, my energy, it was it was almost being taken uh, away versus mm -hmm. uh, being brought in. I didn't have that language, you know, at right. the back then, right, but right. that was, it's just staying in tune with, with the feeling. And eventually, um, thank goodness, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mm -hmm. was challenged by a professor when working on an MBA program that mm -hmm. said, I want you to examine every major decision you've ever made in life. And what was the driving factor behind that decision? So I did this exercise and my big aha was my driving factor was earning potential. It was uh, money. Right. Um, and at, at that point, uh, Matt and Maria, I can remember at the end of that paper, I ended it saying, from this point forward, I want to lead a life where purpose and passion uh, become the driving factor of major life uh, choices. And when I tell you it shifted everything because of that one mental moment of saying, I want purpose and passion to lead, that's when the journey started, really the dream journey. And so from there, um, I did soul searching. What am I passionate about? Trying to understand what was that purpose? Didn't even know in the beginning. We could talk about that a little mm -hmm. bit more. Mm -hmm. But it led me to start volunteering in places where I was passionate. And I noticed when I would be in these settings, volunteering, my energy levels were like going uh -huh, here. Right. And um, it wasn't even, you know, these paid opportunities. So I knew I was on the right path. That eventually led me to finding what I was passionate about. I started my own business, Igami Group, which mm -hmm. is still going now. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a major marketing firm in New York. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's a bit about me. I mm -hmm. am uh, first and foremost, if you were to ask anyone, a dreamer. Right. Um, 
entrepreneur, but someone that's totally in line, Matt and Maria, with everything that you all stand for mm-hmm. uh, around purpose. Yeah. And, and I, so, I mean, I even started to feel some emotion when you talked about, you know, purpose and passion. And I think, you know, in my own life, that's something I'm trying to key on is getting closer and closer to my own person, my own purpose and my own passion. And I, and I really see people struggling with that, you know, globally, you know, you look at social media, the news, whatever, whatever, whatever you're looking at to, to look at the exterior world. And it seems like so many people are really searching for their purpose and, and leaning into your passion and just watching you just interacting with you. I can tell you're just so full of life. You're so full of energy. Um, and I, I love the fact that you talked about when you started doing stuff that was more in alignment with your purpose and your passion, your energy levels went up. And I think that's a good indicator for people, isn't it? I mean, if, if your energy levels are coming up, you're tapping into something greater than where you were or greater than who you were potentially, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we start having these conversations about, you know, what is your purpose? It can be overwhelming. And it can um, be daunting. Like I am supposed to know, you know, why I am put on the planet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so, you know, one thing that when I look back, Mm -hmm. my purpose journey has been one that I've allowed the discovery process of purpose to happen Mm -hmm. and trust the process without putting the pressure that I must know today. Right. So, I mean, I can remember Maria and Matt, my first exercise, I made this little stick figure and the stick figure was representing myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought about my image from the inside out. And I said, what are the gifts that are within that I know are within and what are the gifts that I would like someone to know from their interaction with me from the inside out? And, and that's mm-hmm. sort of a play on the word of our marketing firm, Igami, which is your image in reverse. Right. And I just started writing words. It was culture. It was community. When it went to gifts, I knew I was good at project management. And it was in a little notebook, like mm-hmm. a little stick, like, you know, a little right. stick figure notebook. And that helped to start opening the eyes and then following the path Mm -hmm. of like, well, if I know I'm passionate about these things, what can I do in my day-to-day life to to pull energy from those passion things? Mm -hmm. Um, I think also in the process of giving yourself grace of not figuring it out all the time, in a conversation with Soledad O'Brien, she told me, she said, you know what, there's a benefit in figuring out what your purpose is not. And so Mm. she said, you know, I did so many things and it was my purpose elimination. So she was like, my mom, they thought that I was supposed to go to medical school. And, um, you know, she was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So she was like, I even love the fact that the journey, sometimes in order to figure out what your purpose is, you have to figure out what your purpose is not. Right. So, you know, just really being open to the fact that the discovery of purpose can be a process. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some exercises on the bigstretchbook.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe it's actually uh, chapter four. If you went to the site, there's exercises that's available that you all can download for all the listeners. Uh-huh. You can go there right now and download. And those exercises are available for you um, without even purchasing the book. But if awesome. they... Yeah. if Start to get you on the path, then of course think about mm. considering it. Sure, but um, so that's that's what I think about the the purpose journey. The purpose journey, and and I know something from when we were we were I was kind of studying your work and listening to kind of your message and what it was about. 
if you can share with share with us kind of you know you've got this corporate job you know, i'm sure you're being paid well you're you're on an upward progression it's a, obviously a huge company there's got to be lots of progression to go up but at some point you know what was happening internally for you what were you feeling that you knew you were out of line it sounds like your energy levels were low but then at, at what point did you kind of make the decision that you needed to to lean in i guess uh, do something different i mean kind of what how did that come about now the the weird thing is, I know you're gonna say what this doesn't this isn't a connection. <laughs> Matt, you're the first person that ever asked this question in this way. Um, but I can remember it was so hard for me at this particular job, but I was trying to make myself like almost ignore all of the internal stuff. Uh-huh. And um, this one particular year, I said I'm gonna do well. And I'm going to get a huge raise at the end of this year. Because at that point, money was in the driving seat. Yeah, of course, seat. of course. And I remember I did so well. The the, the client had raving reviews because I was in the services uh, department. And I was sitting with my manager and she said, I want you to know you are about to get a promotion. And it is the biggest raise um, of your career so far. She's talking to me and in the inside, the voice said to me, you're in trouble because what it took out of you to get here, you know, in order to live in your truth, it's not sustainable. And I just remember smiling like, I'm not going to be able to continue to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that you were having the internal dialogue. Yeah, something, a moment that you would think that you'd be celebrating, right? You reached your goal, you reached the pinnacle of the year, but just having the self-awareness that, yeah, it's not sustainable and, it's, and, and if it's not sustainable, it's probably not in alignment with what you actually wanted to do, right? Yeah, yeah. So just being, and oh, I know this is important. And I didn't know this at the time. And thank goodness I've had mentors and stuff that helped me kind of with this quote. What I know now is one of the greatest robbers of an extraordinary life is a really, really good life. Right. And what was happening in that moment is I was really about to shape a good, good life with IBM Global Services. I had the benefit, I had the package, they were believing in me, but it was a really, really good life. Right. And it, it when I say extraordinary was awaiting, a part of the extraordinary was the requirement to leave mm-hmm. uh, the comfortable and what I was defining as, you know, this is really good. Right. In order to access that extraordinary, I had to be willing to expand beyond the good. And so for the listeners that, mm-hmm. you know, on a scale of one to 10, your life, you, as you assess things, you know, what if you assess and it's a six or a seven in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. But you know in your soul that something's off and you want to still go for 10. Um, beware that one of the robbers of that extraordinary could be the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so the greatest robber of an extraordinary life is a really good life. And I think, you know, that's that you know, that's it's so apropos to, you know, comfort, right? We all get mm-hmm. comfortable. We all get uh, kind of settled down. I've heard you use another quote, something about a zip code. And basically, we all kind of settle into our own zip code, right? We all settle down and, yeah. and, it's, and we have a tendency, I think, as human, our human nature is kind of the law, uh, goes along the laws of entropy, which is, 
no, it's good. I have, you know, I just don't want to have, I don't want to have more worries. I don't want to have, you know, I, you know, the kids are good. The spouse is good. Everything's going along fine. But internally there's that inner knowingness that, that this isn't sustain, probably an internal knowing that, that this isn't sustainable for my mental health or my soulful health. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that, that, uh, and we also talk about it in the hero's journey. We, 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 we love the hero's journey and, and Joseph Campbell's work along that. And really, and it talks about kind of the ordinary world and the extraordinary world, right? Or the, the known and the unknown. And to really tap into your superpower, I, I, don't, I don't know any, we've had a lot of people on the podcast and just mentors in my own life. I don't know anybody who's accomplished anything significant to themselves anyway, if they didn't step into the unknown and do some stuff that probably seemed weird to people around them. Right. I mean, I'm sure when you quit your job, people, some of the people around you maybe went, are you okay? Are you sure that this is the right step? Right. Absolutely. And that was like, that was a huge part of learning when you're given these visions and you're about to get ready to step out into the unknown. um, Who can you trust with the vision? Um, going back to mind, body, uh-huh. and spirit, and energy, right. because I can remember when I was thinking about this, my grandmother, who uh, is my best friend, she's transitioned, but I still mm-hmm. talk about her in present because she's with me every day. Yes. Um, my best friend, I talked to numerous times a day. She could not understand what are you talking about leaving this good, good, good job? And right. she literally called it the good, good, good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it was it was this thing that I didn't realize I was learning at the time, but it was you can't trust your vision or your expansion with everyone just because someone loves you and Mm -hmm. and they're in this, you know, they're in your space. You almost have to identify who's your dream champion Mm -hmm. and who's your dream bully. Um, Dream champions are going to reflect back to you your potential to do it, your potential to even go into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Dream bullies can sometimes be the people that love us the most, but right. because of their love for us, they kind of reach and they want to make sure they keep you protected and they want you to stay safe in the known. Mm-hmm. Um, so though that was a huge learning as I was getting ready to venture out and follow this purpose path and, and stretch. It was a huge learning of who can I trust this vision with? And I, and I had to make a decision even though she's my best friend and even though I talk to her every day, I can't tell her this because mentally I can't afford to be too scared to do it. Yep. So I left the job, moved to New York. She didn't even know. Um, <laughs> but it, and it was, it was only, it, I only shared it with her when I knew she could have the capacity right. to say, okay, maybe you're okay. But even when she passed, um, Matt, she left here. Now, Igami was 14 years old, and she left here saying to me, Lord, I hope you still left it really well and that you could maybe go back one day. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that. That's just a perfect parent or grandparent, right? <laughs> just in case. Uh, yeah. I've had my mom say I've had my mom say similar similar things to me. It's like, don't you think maybe you should? Just, I'm like, mom, it's that's been ten years since I did that thing, right? I mean, it's there's no going back to that deal, right? Um, and so you moved to New York, and I love the next part of your story. Um, so you moved to New York. Um, I don't know exactly why you moved to New York, but you moved to New York. And what what happened next? I guess what was kind of your kind of your breakthrough? I guess on the next step. Mm-hmm. 
Because well, why did so, you move to New York? Because you're, you're you you are well, I guess in, at this point you're over in Minneapolis still. Yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. Okay. So what what brought you to New York? I'm loving talking to you all because you're taking me back down memory lane. Well, so, I, I hope that's okay. I don't mean, but I just, I love people's stories. I find them so fascinating because in every story, there's a hero's journey, and especially with people like you that are doing such wonderful things in the world, there's a hero's story. There's that time that things were scarier, the times that were unknown. And I really love to tap into that. So everybody else knows it's okay when it gets scarier. It's okay when it gets unknown. So I love people like you that have stepped into the unknown. So what brought you to New York there? Okay, so I'm in Minneapolis. The decision has been made that right. I'm going to follow purpose. I have my little stick drawing of what I'm interested <laughs> about, right? Yeah. And I started to read a lot of books that also tied to my, my passion. Uh-huh. And um, anything that could just feed the yeah. passion. And I read um, a book that was by Russell Simmons at the time. Uh-huh. And it was talking about pop culture, music, entertainment, And I remember my heart starting to beat thinking about culture, pop culture, Mm -hmm. anything that was tied to music and entertainment. Mm -hmm. And and I I don't know how I knew this, but I told my mom, I'm going to have an opportunity that will change the trajectory of my career. And so I just got to get prepared for when that opportunity is in front of me. And I'm going to pitch my my services Mm -hmm. for no fee. Mm-hmm. in exchange for an opportunity to learn. And I don't know where, I mean, you talk about a hack. I guess it was mm-hmm. like a hack because <laughs> I asked myself, how can you get into a new career field that's connected to your passion with no experience? Right. And in my mind, I thought, well, who says no to free labor? Someone <laughs> to, to, to like, and I was like, that's probably going to be a way that I can uh, make a quick move, right? Yeah. That go mm-hmm. faster. Right. Um, and it was just like my little hack. So I offered my services. So fast forward, I'm at a networking event and I actually offered my services to uh, Kimora Simmons and, and Russell Simmons um, to learn from everything that they were doing. I offered my services mm-hmm. in exchange for that learning opportunity, followed up so many times. Um, but eventually uh, I received a yes. So it was a lot of no's. But really? here's the thing. Interesting. Yeah. Lots of no's, but eventually I received a yes. Well, that yes was in New York City because oh. a lot of the companies that were, you know, Fat Fashions, Baby Fat, um, the music companies, uh, Def Jam, oh, right. Music, yeah. a lot of things that were tied to what they were doing at the time was New York based. Got it. And so the yes is in New York, but I live in Minneapolis and I remember packing up that apartment in Minneapolis um, went to New York. I had the Bible, the prayer of Jabez. Uh-huh, I've and, got that on my wall you know, hanging up I, in the office. Yeah. The, what? The prayer of Jabez? Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, literally I, in our conference room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like, I had that in my two bags and uh-huh. I didn't even know where I was going to stay, but I came to New York with those things. And if um, you I can up- make it there you make it any that frank sinatra song right it's up to you new york new york sorry yeah, oh, i love it you, you've got a singing career <laughs> well i can do better than that but yeah so that was a part of the journey and that's what took me to new york city so literally a dream like it was so scary it, it was scary right but i was so excited to, right. to about the opportunities and the possibility 
And it just went, it, it really went from there. And although, you know, getting on that plane from Minneapolis, going to New York, it was such a stretch. And I'm like, oh, once things got settled, here's something that I also know, uh, Maria and Matt, the moment you start getting comfortable, then the process of stretching starts all over again. Right. Yes. Um, and now I live it as a lifestyle, but I didn't back then. And so I could remember, you know, after things started going well with, with the work that I was doing um, at this particular music and entertainment company, Rush Communications, mm -hmm. that unsettling started again. Maybe mm -hmm. there's more. And I used to have internal fights like, no. I stretch. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. stretch I did that. I, I checked that box. Yeah. I checked that box. But there's also knowing that the stretch is a part of our lifestyle. And as you expand over and over and over again, you get to meet new versions of yourself that's stronger that you didn't even know could exist mm -hmm. over and over again. And I believe that a part of our destiny of being on this planet is meeting every version of ourselves that's in the inside. I don't want to exit and I haven't fully realized the potential of not just one version, but version 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0. Mm -hmm. And the way you access that is a, a, a commitment and almost welcoming living in an expanded lifestyle. Hmm. That's amazing. And I've never heard it phrased like that. And I've, you know, I've done a lot of self-help stuff and read a lot of books and studied with a lot of different teachers. And I, that's, I, I love the profoundness of what you're saying there that I even love the, your, your vision of, you know, to, we're here on this earth to meet the higher and higher visions of ourselves or versions of ourself. And the only way to do that is to stretch outside of our comfort zone, right? We can't, you, yeah. you, you know, there's no stretching on the couch, right? We got to get up off the couch and we got to decide what we're going to do and we got to get out and start uh, taking those steps, right? We got to exercise. So, so is there any other part that you want to share in that part of your chance? So one, I want to highlight that, uh, that you did something that I think is pretty unique and rare because you already had a successful career. You were already earning a living. This wasn't like you came out of college as an intern. You were a professional. You, you know, you, you uh, had a lot of success with your career. And then you literally went back in and said, Hey, I'll work for free just to get the experience because I want to change. I want to be in that industry. Right. Yes. And I think that, yes. and that's commitment, that's dedication, that's a leap of faith. But I think to your point, that accelerated your learning so much faster, right? Because now you're in the environment you want to be in, your environment. It's basically like you go back to college, right? Except you're not having to pay, but they're not paying you, right? Absolutely. It was one of those. It, it was, I, I love the fact that you ask about hacks. Like mm -hmm. it was truly a, a hack that mm -hmm. changed the game. Right. Just from thinking outside of the box. And, I had to think outside of the box. And I think if I know, uh, I've heard from your story, you actually, in that year's worth of time, you kind of went from kind of interning, so to speak, to running that deal. Is that accurate? Yep. I, I went from in one year, dates always stay in my mind. So the date was, I showed up on November 17th. Mm -hmm. uh, as an intern that was volunteering that, thank God I got a yes. Right. And uh, November 17th, the next year, I was general manager of that company. That's mm -hmm. incredible. That's just incredible. I mean, again, that's just kind of that leap of faith and, 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 and not saying that that's necessarily going to be the outcome every single time, but just the dedication. You, you were very focused. You were very purposeful. You were very intentional. And because of that, it seemed like then the world responded, right? It's the world cannot, uh, cannot not respond to true authentic requests and true authentic passion. 
Yeah. I didn't even think about it in that way, but yes, the, the world responded to it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think the world also responds to, um, not, not necessarily heroics, but, um, but people that are willing to be dedicated enough to do unusual things. Right. It's like, I mean, any, any rags, which is anything, you know, almost any, uh, Oh, especially sports athletes, things like that. You know, they, they have such these, these stories of just overcoming, right? And it's because of their passion, their dedication, their willingness to learn, right? Because you had to be an extreme, you know, in some of our work, we talk about knower versus learner. You know, if I'm a knower, there's not, a, that's kind of that comfort zone and I'm only going to get, you know, everything's known, then nothing's going to, there is no stretch. But if I'm a learner, then there's tons of stretching. And it sounds like you were just 110% in that learner mode. Teach me, teach me, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you start hearing, I always watch if if I'm hearing myself, well, I know how to do that. I know this. Um, one of my mentors, Sylvia High, has taught me, hey, 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 don't be so fixed that you think you know everything. Make sure you always are just open to different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So the the learning was key. And to your point, when I showed up as that yes. I was such a sponge. Mm-hmm. I, I really meant it when I said I will serve in exchange for an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And I was taking everything in during those moments. Also, another thing that you have to be ready for, especially in moments that stretching you in that trajectory was like one of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Not that you can always live in that season. Right. But I went, I it that was a season that... Um, when I look back, I, I worked hard. I was there early. I left late. Um, it's it sometimes in order to even if we were in a business pitch, but even to look on par based on my industry experience gap, you know, others could maybe go home and go to sleep, mm-hmm. but I would have to go home during that season. It's not right, like yeah. that now, mm-hmm. but right. season and put in extra mm-hmm. just to even look on the same level when we went in the room. So know that inside of it, um, you know, in that it it came a lot of hard work as well. A lot of hard work during that season. I'm going to ask you a kind of a, uh, not a a direct question of what we're talking about, but um, so you moved to New York. When did you meet your husband? Oh, good. (laughs) Good. So I met him on the dream journey as well in 2005. And when did you, Um, when did you move to New York so I can get perspective? Okay. So I moved to New York in 2003. Yep. Um, That was the year of of the yes. Working, working, working. Became general manager by 2004. um, Doing just amazing things. And I met my husband on 2005, in 2005. Right. And um, our first date, he, one of our conversations that we had was, he said, you know, what are your dreams? And as you can tell, I'm a talker. (laughs) I shared, I shared everything that was in my heart. And I don't even know, my soul just knew. I didn't know mentally, but my soul knew. And after that um, dinner date, the next day, he sent me this long email, like, here's how I want to support you in achieving your dreams. I mean, it was very wow. detailed, but, but wait, it spooked me out though. It wasn't right. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. One date and he's like, here's how I'm going to run. Yeah. Here's how yeah. I'm going to support you for the rest of your life. You're like, wait, I don't think I committed to all that at dinner. <laughs> yeah. so it, it really spooked me out. I was like, 
this is a bit much. He doesn't know. Like, <laughs> but, so, um, it, you know, it, it, it made me do like the run up. Like I thought, ooh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But, but we fast forward, we are dream mates. Oh, nice. um, I know you hear of soulmates. I mean, everything that I shared with him at that dinner on the first night, we have achieved. Everything. Oh, my gosh. Every wow. that was on that list. Wow. Um, I'd even like to share that list with it. Not, not in the thing, but if we could get a list of it, I'd even share it with people, say, just so they could get an understanding of what that, you know, how big a scope that was or even what the scope was. And, and, and I was, I was, I was baiting you a little bit on when you met your husband because I had a, I didn't know for sure, but I had an idea. Um, but had you not made that leap of faith and moved from Minneapolis to New York, you don't meet your dream mate or you don't meet, right? Because you're not in a circumstance, yeah. you're not in a place that, you know, that's your, your leap of faith equaled bigger, uh, uh, the accomplishment of bigger dreams than probably even you knew making that step. Is that accurate to say? Absolutely. I call it the, the mega dream. Like sometimes we have, <laughs> Well, sometimes we have our dream, right? And we think it's like, woo. And um, I learned this from actually Dr. Bruce Wilson, who is the author of The Prayer of Jabez. Oh, um, nice. Okay. One, he is. And one time, he, he was a speaker at, mm -hmm. at the Dream Project. And I thought that I was doing, you know, like a speaker prep. Mm -hmm. And he asked me what was one of my dreams for, some, for the Dream Project. And mm -hmm. I shared it with him very proud. And he said, um, my, my, how small you hold God. Ooh. And it kind of just like, it shook me from the inside out. Like that dream was big. What are you like? <laughs> you hold God. But, but I realized that the, the dream at that time, I would make them, but it still had a proportion around what I believe I could achieve or a little bit of what I could see with a little bit of stretch, mm -hmm. but it didn't have the room for the mind blowing miracles. Right. Right. <laughs> and those are those mega dream surprises. So when I got on that plane to come to New York, did I have a dream of, can I land an opportunity, you know, in, right. in, in this particular arena, can I live a life on purpose? Those were like some of the smaller dreams, but did I have a mega dream of is your dream mate life partner going to be in New York City? You know, mm -hmm. are you even imagining that maybe the work that is a vessel through you with God could be impacting thousands of, of people of color from across the nation? Like there were things that, no, I, I it wasn't on my list at the time right. of the stretch. Um, but thank God that that God has mega dreams too mm -hmm. that are also tied to those moments. And don't and and as you say that, it just comes to me that don't I, I sometimes and I, I actually not sometimes I I truly feel like that this inner gnawing, this inner calling, this this thing that I need to stretch is truly a calling from a higher power, right? It's it's I mean, for us to expand into everything that we are is in alignment with what we're created to do, is in alignment, you could say, with God or, or, or our higher selves, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you from, from where I sit in my personal experience, um, and I know everyone's journey will look different, but in my personal belief, 
it's a co-creation right um mm-hmm. with god and a higher power and mm-hmm. there's a god that dwells within us mm-hmm. um you have to almost get in relationship mm-hmm. with that voice mm-hmm. um you know that that inner voice that's guiding you that's not just you that's connected to a higher power right and when you can start getting in a dance with that in spirit um absolutely unbelievable and that's where purpose that's where mm-hmm. you know your reason right. for being, why are you on the planet? Why, you know, it, all of that starts to shape up through that. So absolutely. I t- yeah, that's the wonderful stuff. So I do want to get into the book. So the big stretch, cause I know you cover some stuff and I want our listeners, I want our viewers to, to understand we, we, you've been mentioning it. We've been talking about, but when we talk about dreaming, that's a lot of what's in the book. That's, you know, when you go to your website, you, you know, you can find out what kind of dreamer you are. I think there's five different kinds of dreamer and it kind of helps you self-identify what kind you are. But I also know you talk about, is it the four D's of dreaming? Is that, is that yeah. what you call it? So what are these four D's um, so that we can kind of understand those? So, so we can, cause you know, often in life I have dreams. I know other people have dreams and that, but when I say dreams, they're really just fantasies cause we're not doing anything, right? It's kind of a fantasy that I can do this or a fan, it, it, it's just an imaginary thing. And I may be toying with the idea, but nothing ever happens. But I love what your work is doing, which is really taking a dream and, and making it actionable. So what are the four D's of, of dreaming or how, how would you describe what you, what you've written in the book? So, um, Um, even the inspiration, uh, for the book, Matt, just for the listeners Uh that just went on that whole journey that we went on, Mm -hmm. um, here's the one thing that happens when you go on a dream journey, you inspire others. Yes. Mm -hmm. And for so many other people that would start to reach out and was like, Oh my God, I see what's happening. I would like to also work on my dream or Uh or my passion. Um, there was a platform that was created entitled the dream project. And we used to host this symposium in Atlanta Uh and hundreds of people would come. We would bring in what I would call iconic dreamers. Uh Just again, it was amazing. Well, my intent behind writing the book was to take some of the key learnings from the dream project and create a dreamers blueprint for anyone who wanted to live a life Uh of passion and purpose and take that idea, the career and um, bring it to reality. And so that's the context behind the book. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, 90-day inspirational action-oriented plan, because to your point, you said it can be a fantasy Mm -hmm. unless it doesn't become a reality. Mm -hmm. It's broke down into four phases. These four phases of of dreaming, this, this is what I found the universal truth of a dreamer's journey is. And so phase one is dream. Mm-hmm. And this is where we actually work with you to get comfortable asking yourself, um, what's next? What's in your heart? Um, it's, it's almost getting you in this place where you're opening yourself up to dream again. Um, these busy, busy worlds. When was the last time you saw on a cell phone? Oh, I got a two hour block to dream. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. Um, in that phase, we try to just get you really familiar with what does that mean? And so it's what type of dreamer are you? It's giving yourself the time to imagine. We take you through understanding your ideal dream environments. I know you're very big on energy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great stuff all around helping you mastered the art of dreaming. Mm -hmm. Then the second phase is design. And design is equipping you with the tools to then take the vision 
and start moving it into reality. So if this is the ultimate vision, what could that look like in one year? And we want you to make a picture of it, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's what it could look like in one year, what type of plan of action do you need to start doing over the next um, 90 day increments to Mm -hmm. start realizing that year plan? And so it's almost like breaking you through this creative space to more of an action oriented. When you leave design, you actually have a 12 week action oriented plan, 90 day. Mm -hmm. And then the third phase is dare. We've been talking about the whole stretch, stretch, Mm -hmm. stretch. Mm -hmm. That's not always to everyone. So it's exercises in there that gets you comfortable being uncomfortable. And again, it's not going to say that everybody's going to make these crazy leap of faith. We're not even saying that because that's why we want you to even understand your risk tolerance. Um, I've learned that it's okay for everyone not to be the make it happen dreamer that's going to just risk it all. Right. Um, so, you know, in that phase, get you comfortable with daring. Um, and then the last one is do. And so make sure you start to understand what are the essential tools to do your dream for the long term. And this is like making sure you have the staying par- uh, power tools of what does it mean to be a dream warrior? And that's fighting in the face of obstacles that stand between you and your dream. Things that really put you in a mind frame to support doing this for more of a lifestyle versus a right now moment. So those are the four D's. Dream, design, dare, do. Love it. I love it. Love it. Because it's so actionable. And I think for, again, most people, when we're thinking of doing something new, it's, yeah, where do you start? How do you do it? You know, kind of what's that look like? I mean, and so not really having a true blueprint of step one, step two, step three. So it's very actionable. And I kind of wanted to yeah, ask cool. you, so you have a dream, right? And I found in my life, when you take a step towards that dream, kind of like the next step gets revealed. Would you say oh, that's, that's kind of showed up in your life? So you don't have to have oh, it all yeah. figured out, right? It's you kind of take the first step. Okay, I'm going to move to New York. And then then you figure out the next step. And so sometimes it's not full, you know, 20 year right. plan. Right. That's what makes the journey ever so sweet and interesting. And um, like it, it, it talk about energy. That is what's going to feed you because you don't know how it's going to absolutely all turn out. And that's where you get these beautiful surprises of mm-hmm. how is this journey unfolding? So sometimes you you may not be able to see what that's going to look like vividly in five years. You mm-hmm. can have your plan, but I, we always tell people, write your plan in pencil. Yeah. <laughs> and God has to have the ultimate editing rights, right? Right. right? And so you can take your one step and then we'll see what's revealed next. Mm-hmm. You, we'll take this step and reveal what's next. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's great clarification. It's not a, a blueprint that you're going to do every, yeah, there's, yeah. there's 15 steps. And I think that's probably why you've got it broken down into 90 day increments is because you're adjusting, I'm sure. Right. Every, probably within the 90 days, but when you get to 90 days, you're reevaluating, reassessing. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is even your 90 day plan. Do you see this right here? It has an eraser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What 2020 taught us all, right. if you're listening to this, 
2020 taught you, you can have that plan, but you better know how to erase and find a new path forward when the unexpected happens. Yeah. It's like Mike Tyson said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Right. Right. (laughs) And then, and then, then, yeah, no, that's Mike Tyson said, yeah, everybody has a plan until you get hit. And then, and then what are you going to do? Right. Then you have to adjust, you have to modify, you have to think, okay, now what do I, what do I do in that moment? So what are you up to now? What's, what's on Tanisha's heart and soul? What, what's, you know, what are you focused on? What are you, what's kind of in your life right now? So what's going on right now is, um, Igami group, which Uh is, um, the, the marketing uh-huh. firm, um, as a founder of that organization, but now that organization, I say it belongs to like-minded dreamers because mm-hmm. I have an amazing leadership team. Mm-hmm. Um, we are scaling that business. Mm-hmm. Um, so learning every day around what does it mean to scale a business? I just recently did a deal with a company by the name of Zeno Group, and mm-hmm. they are going to become our a strategic alliance partner, and they made a strategic capital investment mm-hmm. um, in our dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have a collective vision. So really working on that strategic partnership and scaling mm-hmm. a business is one focus. Mm-hmm. Um, another focus is w- I still continue my work with the dream project. Mm-hmm. So all things empowering individuals. So growing uh, the dream project, as well as speaking engagements with the big stretch, doing a lot of that right now Mm -hmm. um, as well. And I want to also throw some personal in there. You know, personally, for me, in 2021, my theme in life, personal and professional, has been this journey to wholeness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this 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 was the year. This was the year that I'm doing a great deal of focus on what does wholeness look like for me personally, mm-hmm. mind, body, and spirit. And in order to define that, there has to be intentionality to work on that um, every day. And mm-hmm. so for me, inside of the journey to wholeness, there was a slowdown that I had to lean mm-hmm. into, which God did it anyway in the pandemic. But right. <laughs> right. Um, I'm still continuing to lean into that mm-hmm. um, so that I have the proper time to focus on um, my personal mental and health at this time. Sure. And, 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 my, and my husband and I were still dream mates. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and so what practices do you use on a daily basis to lean into that space? Um, for, for balance? Is there, is, you know, do you meditate? Do you journal? I mean, are there certain, you know, exercise? I mean, what, what, what gives you, fills you back up, main, helps you maintain your energy? So um, number one, and I, I was so bad about this in the pandemic, but uh, working out, mm-hmm. I, I must work out. And, and, and working out isn't for everybody, but watch your energy. My husband, sometimes he says, go to the gym. Right. Like I'll just, you know, <laughs> he's right. like, go to the gym. So I work out four days a week uh-huh. uh, with the trainer uh-huh. and um, that's non-movable on the calendar. Right. You know, that says to me, and I tell her, and, and I put it on a certain color mm-hmm. and it signals to me that's for me, from me. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I do is I feed my soul. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I'm getting dressed or even before, you know, getting mm-hmm. ready for work, um, I put on a uh, podcast. So uh-huh. yep. I listen to 
uh, Christian podcast leaders uh-huh. quite a bit. One of my favorite is Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm tuned in and he has amazing um, podcasts. It's very easy, but mm-hmm. that's me feeding my soul. And sometimes it's just the message at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, and I have others that I listen to. Um, another thing in terms of the, the practice, uh, I just try to ground myself. I, I try to ground myself in the beginning of the day to set the tone for what the day is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that can be by way of meditation. Mm-hmm. It can be by way of uh, affirmations. Mm-hmm. That grounding is important because if you don't, I can tell you, oh, sometimes I wake up and say, how did I end up over here today? Right. Yeah. Because you didn't ground yourself. Mm-hmm. And so the, the grounding is um, important so that there's intentionality on the experiences that we want to create in that day. And I'm giving all of these tips, but I want you to know, I'm a work in progress. So right. All of this stuff that I'm telling you, the way, you know, life will challenge me the moment we get off this podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to learn that all over again. But those are the things that we try to do. Yes. And, and, and I love that, you know, I try to, we try to inter- ask each guest we have come on the show that because it, there's some similarities, like every, it seems like every guest has some morning ritual that they do, whether it's prayer, meditation, uh, exercise, and usually a combination of all those things, but they also have that gratitude practice or setting the intention for the day, first thing in the day so that they're, um, in a more, as you say, in a more grounded space and, and in an intentional space. So they're looking for that throughout the day, right? It's not a, I wake up and we're just going to see what happens. It's, um, you know, I'm grateful for these things that I have. And guess what? If I'm grateful for them, they're going to show up more and more in my life because that's where I'm focused. You know, that's where my brain's focused, right? Or that's where I'm focusing my mind. So, um, and then, I, you know, as we kind of wrap up here today, there was another quote that I heard you say that I, that I uh, would like to hear you kind of expand on. Um, you, you had somebody uh, that you'd related a story and, and the phrase was is this still my dream? Right. And so as we're, oh, yeah, as we're yeah. dreaming and, and then you, you, you expanded on that into some other stuff. Um, but you said something about, you know, are you standing in an expired dream? And so explain that kind of concept to me or what, what that actually means. So, um, here's what I found. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about in, in the fact of embracing stretching as a lifestyle over mm-hmm. and over I really invite everyone to look at the realities of your life or the dream that you're living today and always do almost like a a checkup to enforce those questions that will have you lead towards the truth. Is this still fulfilling? Um, Is this still, you know, my purpose place where I'm supposed to be operating? Have I outgrown this season? You know, is it time to make some changes? And if you're not pausing for the truth in those moments, it's very easy to potentially maybe stay in one season of your life or one dream beyond that season of where you're supposed to be. So quick example here is good friend, Jojo Brim. He made it to like the top in the music industry. And we were at this event together one day because we were friends. I looked in his eyes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was like they were void. And, and it wasn't me. I would definitely say it was God. I went up to him and I said, Jojo, you're standing in an expired dream. 
And he started to just boohoo cry. Later, I said, you know, why did you cry? And he said, I knew, although I had reached the, the, the top mm -hmm. and I did it, I knew it was time for me to go again, but I ignored it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I mean by that concept is there's this constant being willing to let go. You know, that's back mm -hmm. to Maria, what you and Matt were talking about, the eliminating. Mm -hmm. You there's you have to also be able to let go to keep going to the different elevated levels. Mm -hmm. And that might mean letting go of one version of yourself that you define. And so imagine Oprah Winfrey, when she went back to Harpo Studios on the day that they demolished it, they, you know, it was, it, they demolished Harpo Studios in Chicago right. and they interviewed her and said, you know, how did you feel in that moment? And she said, I felt nothing because the season was up. She was supposed to be going on to start on network next. Mm -hmm. And so what if she stayed on beyond 25 years, mm -hmm. that was an expired dream. Right. That's a great way to put it and a great way to mm -hmm. phrase it. And I, yeah, I think so often we kind of plant a flag in our lives and we become positional and we think, okay, this is the pinnacle or this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But to your point, there's always another version. doesn't matter what you've accomplished. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter if you're just starting out in life or if you're, you know, at the pinnacle of your career, there's always another version of yourself. And that, and, and I would also kind of reflect that it, it's not necessarily, this is, we're not just talking about career, right? So it may not be leaving your career to go start something else. It may be philanthropy or it may be giving back yeah. or working for not with not-for-profits or kids or what. I mean, another version of yourself isn't always just changing your career or changing your job, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's the true overall wholeness of a version of you, right? If it, if we're just talking about career, that's, you know, that's going to seem shallow to some point. So, yeah, I think absolutely. It, yeah. Looking at yourself holistically. Yeah. Um, and and there, there could be explorations in any sector, you know, maybe how you are, whatever your spiritual practice is, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the things that you were doing in one season, maybe there's something else you're supposed to be doing now, but you're holding on to like your old way of doing mm -hmm. things. So, yes. I love that that you called that out, Matt. It can it can definitely be applicable to to every area of life. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, Tanisha Jackson Warner, you are a gift to this world, a gift to us today on the show. But you you have such a light and and such a such clarity. Um, and you know, I'm always looking for what is the truth. Where is the truth in this? And and you definitely speak the truth well. And I think not only speak it but live it. And that's just you know, I I've so appreciate and and just uh, honor what you've done in your life because I know it hasn't been easy. But you're reaping the rewards through energy, through purpose, through connection, and and you're paying it forward, which I think is even a more beautiful statement. Is just that you're out there doing things to inspire others, which is you know, giving back. I mean, ultimately, uh, Richard, who isn't with us today, um, you know, he, he always says we want to leave the world better than we found it. And I think you're definitely living that you're definitely going to leave the world a better place than you found it. So thank you so much for the work that you've done here and the work that you continue to do. And we'll be excited to see where that where that leads. And and certainly in the future, we'd love to see if we can't uh, involve you more in what we're doing at Next Level Method and and help you uh, get get more of your good work out there in the, in the world. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. This has talk about energy. Um, I, I, and 
I know that when I leave this call today, I'm going to be vibrating. And that's really from your energy. That's from your energy, Matt, and your energy, Maria. You all fed my energy as well. So just I'm I'm grateful to you that both of you are living on purpose. Yes, thank you. So how do people get a hold of you? Obviously, you've got the book, The Big Stretch, but websites, social media, what, what's the best way to kind of uh, follow you and listen to more of what you have to share with us? Here are the two places. Um, so for the website, thebigstretchbook.com, you can go right over there to start getting your exercises. If uh, you find anything of value, grab the book. In terms of staying in contact with me personally every day, on all of my IG handles is at Tanisha J. Warner. Perfect, perfect. And we'll have all those uh, links and connections in our show notes. So thank you so much today for your time. Uh, we'd love to have you come back on the show as things evolve and, and just let us know how we can support you and your work. So thank you so much today. Yes, so that we're family. I'm we're the family. guest. That, listen, I'm the guest that keeps coming back. Can I come to dinner? <laughs> so, all right, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks.